Just a quick heads up that I am currently on maternity leave, which means that the Fertility Co podcast is taking a break. But please don't panic because I'm already working on some exciting things behind the scenes. And when I come back, I'm really looking forward to sharing with you a brand new, completely free mini course all about ovulation and finding your fertile window. In the meantime, there are still heaps of ways that you can continue to learn about your fertility and your menstrual cycle while I take a break. If you're just getting started with charting your cycle, you can check out my free fertility roadmap. If you want to dive deeper and learn exactly when you're ovulating, then you can watch my Fix Your Fertility Masterclass. There is, of course, also my Conceive with Confidence workshop series and, of course, my flagship online program, Fertility School. If you want individualized support from a trained fertility educator, that's me, then you can book in to my wait list for a one-on-one consult. And I would love to work with you to achieve your fertility goals in 2024. Spots are strictly limited though. And links to all of those resources are in the show notes. Am I ovulating? Wouldn't life be so much easier if we had a clear answer to that question every single day? In this episode, I'm going to be teaching you the exact messages your body is sending you every day so that you can answer yes or no to that very question with complete confidence. I'm Rachel and I'm obsessed with all things periods, pregnancy, pelvic floor and helping women just like you to navigate all of life's major milestones. I'm a physiotherapist and natural fertility educator and my passion is teaching women how to take control of their health. Fertility, pregnancy, nutrition and menstrual cycle health, we'll dive deep into all of it right here. All those questions you've been secretly Googling, all those things you're too embarrassed to ask your doctor because, well, we're women. Shouldn't we just know this stuff? So get comfy and get ready to finally have all of your questions answered. Hit subscribe now and let me teach you what they never taught us in health class. You're listening to the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. Want a sneak peek into the ultimate guide to your menstrual cycle? Let me walk you through everything you need to know about your period, what happens for the rest of the month, and why your fertility matters no matter what season of life you're in right now. To download your free chapter of the Mana Guide to Understanding and Loving Your Menstrual Cycle, head to manawomenswellness.com forward slash free book. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and today we are really going to tune in on those signs that your body is giving you each and every day so that you will be able to recognize whether or not you are fertile. Now, whether or not your goal right now is to achieve or avoid pregnancy, the key to understanding your menstrual cycle and boosting your fertility for right now or the future is to know when you are ovulating. Now, the only way to truly know exactly when you're ovulating is to take just a couple of minutes every day and ask yourself a few simple questions. Now, in order to really understand this, we're going to be building on from the menstrual cycle 101 
uh, masterclass that we had in the last episode, episode number one of the Minor Women's Wellness Podcast. And it was episode number one for a reason. I was dying to dive in to the amazing knowledge that I'm going to be giving you in this episode, but it's super, super important that you understand the basics of the menstrual cycle first. So if you haven't already, I'd encourage you to pause this episode and jump back in to episode one, Menstrual Cycle 101, and then come back to this one. It will make so much more sense for you. And if you haven't done so already, you can grab your free chapter of the Mana Guide to Understanding and Loving Your Menstrual Cycle, which breaks down the four phases of the menstrual cycle that I talked about in episode one. So if you're interested in grabbing your free chapter, you can head over to manawomenswellness.com forward slash free book, or you can head on over to today's show notes at manawomenswellness.com forward slash fertility. And there's a link there as well. Okay, let's dive in. Now, you are only able to get pregnant for about five to seven days of your entire menstrual cycle. This is likely very different to what you were taught in health class. It's not your teacher's fault, your parents' fault, even your doctor's fault. This is just something that people are not taught. An egg lives for 12 to 24 hours after ovulation, while sperm can survive in the female body for up to five days after intercourse. Now, your fertile window takes into account the lifespan of both egg and sperm. Now, a female's fertile window is about five days before ovulation and about three days after. This window will account for the sperm's ability to survive for up to five days in the female reproductive system, especially when um, cervical fluid is present and assists with sperm mobility and survival. I'll talk about this a little bit more soon. Now, this fertile window also takes into consideration the 12 to 24 hours that an egg survives, as well as the possibility that ovulation was incorrectly confirmed. Now, the fertile window also accounts for the possibility that a second egg was released at ovulation. This is rare, but it can happen, and it's one method of producing twins. But it's good to know, but we won't talk about it today because it will cause a hell of a lot of confusion. So just remember that the fertile window accounts for this, but it's quite rare. Every single day, you are at a particular stage of your menstrual cycle. Now, throughout your menstrual cycle, there are fluctuations in your sex hormones, mainly estrogen and progesterone. And these fluctuations cause the different stages of your cycle to occur. Now, with these changes in hormone levels, there are physical signs and symptoms that change from one day to the next that can actually indicate where you are in your cycle. Now, the beginning of your cycle is the most obvious. You bleed and you have your period. But throughout the rest of your cycle, leading up to ovulation and then towards your next period, there are other distinct changes that you can quite easily observe every day to really pinpoint the exact days when you're fertile and the days when you're not. Now, very few women are actually taught to track these fertile signs. These signs are usually things that we don't pay much attention to until we are actively trying to get pregnant. Now, your menstrual phase, as I said, is obvious, but the other phases aren't if you don't know what to look for. Tracking your fertile signs allows you to really understand where you are in your cycle every day, when you've entered your luteal phase after ovulation and before menstruation, and tracking your fertile signs even allows you to predict even the most irregular of periods. 
Now, the follicular phase before ovulation, as I talked about in episode one, it can really vary between cycles, especially for those women who have irregular periods. In contrast, the second half of your cycle is very consistent. After ovulation, your luteal phase is almost always the same length in every cycle, anywhere between 11 to 17 days. And if you listen to episode one, you'll remember that I talked about it being like a comfy hoodie because it's reliable, it's consistent, and no matter what, you can count on it. So let's say, for example, you've calculated that there is consistently a 14-day time frame between ovulation and your next period. Even if you experience an irregular cycle with your cycle being, say, 21 days one month and 35 days the next, once you've confirmed that ovulation has occurred, you know that you can expect to get your period 14 days later regardless of whether or not that's your 21-day cycle or your 35-day cycle. That's actually really cool. And that's a bit of a game changer for someone like me who really liked that control when I was on the pill. That's something that I really wanted to continue with. And it blew my mind that the luteal phase could be this reliable. Now, sexually active women can use this information to achieve or to avoid pregnancy. So there's that fertile window around the ovulatory phase when pregnancy can occur. Remember, you can't actually get pregnant every single day of your cycle, contrary to what most of us were told in high school. If you can confidently identify your fertile window, then you can time sex accordingly. So if your goal is to achieve pregnancy, you have sex during this fertile window. If you want to avoid pregnancy, you either avoid sex during your fertile window or you use another method of contraception like a condom. Now, that seems pretty simple, doesn't it? And in all honesty, it really is that simple. Every day, you just need to determine whether or not you're fertile. That is it. So what are these mystical, magical fertile signs that will confirm whether or not you're fertile? There are actually two of them, and I hinted about one of them earlier. And it all starts with mucus. Now, the main sign is the change in your cervical mucus throughout your menstrual cycle. Now, I bet you always just thought that this was random discharge in your undies. Am I right? This is kind of a strange question, and it's probably something that you've never really thought about before. But have you ever had that sensation in the days leading up to when you know that your period is coming, that feeling that you've just gotten your period? You rush to the bathroom to check and there's actually nothing there. That is your cervical mucus plug breaking down. Now, this sensation is very, very subtle. And if you can notice that, then you can quite easily tell the difference between wet and dry from one day to the next. Now, this wet or dry sensation is actually the key to understanding your fertility. And for this method to work effectively, you really only need to understand how your cervical mucus changes from wet to dry throughout your menstrual cycle. Now, let's dive a little bit deeper. The cervix is the neck of the uterus that leads on into the vagina. Now, the cervix contains glands that have the sole function of producing mucus. And as hormone levels shift throughout the menstrual cycle, these glands will produce different types of mucus. As your period comes to an end and your menstrual flow reduces, you are entering the non-fertile phase of the menstrual cycle. Now, the cervix will physically close and a thick mucus plug will form within it. 
This mucus plug actually closes the cervix and blocks sperm cells from entering the uterus. How incredible is this? So if you have sex and ejaculation occurs, sperm cannot physically pass through the cervix to get to the uterus. And so they die in the vagina after a couple of hours. In the phase between your period and ovulation, you are not fertile and you cannot get pregnant because when this mucus plug closes the cervix, sperm can't get through. If you notice mucus, it's normally quite dry and sticky. So as ovulation approaches, so too does the opportunity for sperm to fertilize an egg. And so the body creates an environment that are, that's going to keep sperm alive inside the vagina. As estrogen levels increase in the lead up to ovulation, this thick mucus plug will dissolve and break down. The cervix opens and you may notice a fluid or a wet sensation. The mucus producing glands will now begin to secrete a thin, watery, lubricative fluid that actually nourishes sperm and helps it to move through the vagina towards the egg. Your cervical fluid becomes thinner, wetter and clearer. Now, just prior to ovulation, when fertility is at its peak, the mucus becomes heavier and jelly-like and it can even be stretched between the fingers. Now, many women describe it as looking like egg whites and they can actually feel that lubricative effect when they're, you know, walking around going about their day. Now, once ovulation has occurred, this cervical mucus will dry up again quite suddenly and you'll feel dry again. The cervix will again close up with that mucus plug. And if you're not pregnant, the cervix will open up again and the mucus plug will dissolve in the days leading up to your next period. And that's that sensation that I described earlier, that feeling that you've got your period, but when you go to check, there's nothing there. Now, mucus or cervical fluid, as I said, is really the key to understanding your fertility. Cervical fluid can keep sperm alive for up to five days inside the female reproductive system. Without cervical fluid, sperm dies in just a couple of hours and it makes pregnancy virtually impossible. Changes in cervical fluid are the most obvious signs of fertility. Changes in colour, in thickness, in texture and amount are all influenced by changes in our hormones. And so these changes will vary according to the phase of the menstrual cycle that you're in. You will notice that your cervical fluid you'll see it in your underwear and you'll see it on toilet paper after wiping. This is completely normal and it's a reflection of what's happening in your body and in your vagina and wherever you are in your cycle. So many women refer to cervical fluid as discharge, but don't confuse it with other vaginal secretions that are not cervical fluid. So you can observe your cervical fluid every day just by looking at your underwear or, as I said, on toilet paper after wiping. And you might have noticed this before when your, um, when your cervical fluid is really lubricative in that fertile stage, it's quite slippery when you're wiping. So if you're struggling to see anything, what you can do is try wiping before going to the toilet or you might notice that fluid is a little bit more noticeable after a bowel motion, something to keep in mind. Now, some women use their fingers to feel for differences in consistency, but this is something that's really not necessary. So when you observe that wet, slippery egg white fluid that can really easily be stretched between your fingers without breaking, you can be pretty confident that you're approaching ovulation. Now, cervical fluid will disappear or decrease in quality the day after you ovulate, and this does happen quite suddenly. So if you notice this slippery, wet, egg white, fertile cervical fluid, and then it disappears, but it returns again a few days later, there's a chance that you may have had an unsuccessful 
unsuccessful attempt at ovulation. Now, your fluid returns because your body is attempting ovulation again. Now, every woman has really different cervical fluid patterns, so some may quite easily be able to notice this distinct wet and dry change according to their cycle, while others may notice fluid throughout their cycle, and others may struggle to observe anything. So it can really vary from person to person, and don't panic if what I'm describing isn't exactly what you're seeing, because there are lots of different shades of normal here. So what you can do is you can use a combination of your main fertile signs to really clarify when ovulation has occurred if you're struggling with just one. Now, the other fertile signs that I'll be talking about can really help you to confirm what you're observing. And this can be super helpful, especially when you're just starting out understanding all of your fertile signs. But really, all you need to be doing is tracking your cervical mucus every day. And by tracking, it can be as simple as asking yourself as you go about your day, do I feel wet or dry today? So I'm going to move on now to the other fertile signs, but you'll see what I mean about cervical mucus being queen of all of the fertile signs. So even if you choose to only track your cervical fluid and ignore this one in the long run, I still think that it's super important to understand it initially so that you have a really good understanding about how your body changes throughout your menstrual cycle. But as I said, once you get more confident with this and you feel like you don't need that basis for comparison anymore, you can simply ask yourself, am I wet or dry today? Write it down and you will start seeing patterns. is your basal body temperature. So you might not know what that is, and that's totally okay because I didn't know what it was either until I started researching fertility. So your basal body temperature, sometimes it's abbreviated to BBT, um, this is the body's resting temperature after at least four to six hours of uninterrupted sleep. It is assessed by taking the body temperature first thing in the morning as soon as you wake up and before you actually do any physical activity before you get out of bed and start moving around. So the most accurate readings are given before we start moving around for the day. So if you're going to be taking your basal body temperature, it's really important to try to take it as soon as you wake up while you're still lying in bed. Now, this is something that I do. And as soon as I hit that point between asleep and awake, and I'm a little bit functional, I grab my thermometer, I leave it next to my bed and I stick it in my mouth and take my temperature. It's really simple and it's a really easy habit to get into once you start. Now, understanding patterns in your temperature can take a few cycles to really understand. So it's really important that you track this every day because then you'll be able to see those patterns. Try to be as consistent as you can be and try to take your temperature at around the same time every day, which is often quite easy to do when you take it as soon as you wake up because often we wake up even on weekends when we want that sleep in, often we wake up at the same time every day. Now, your basal body temperature is used to retrospectively determine the timing of ovulation. So that means once you've taken your temperature and you notice the change in the pattern, you can look back and confirm that ovulation has occurred, but your temperature can't be used to give you information about when you're going to ovulate. Now, this is because there's a rise in your basal body temperature of about 0.2 to 0.5 degrees Celsius. Now, ovulation occurs occurs about the day before the temperature shift, but it can be delayed in some women. 
Now, once this shift occurs, the basal body temperature then remains high until the next period. So you can confirm that this temperature shift, this rise in basal body temperature has occurred when you can see three consecutive temperatures that are higher than the previous six. Let me repeat that because this was something that it took me a little while to get my head around. So think of it as the three, six rule. So you can confirm a temperature shift and this temperature shift confirms ovulation when you see three consecutive temperatures that are higher than the previous six. Now, you might be starting to think that this is getting super complicated, and this is why you actually need to put pen to paper and chart every day of your cycle. You can't just take note of these things without writing them down because you will forget. And if you're relying on memory, you just won't see those patterns in your cycle that occur month after month. And when you start to put pen to paper and you start to chart this, it's actually so cool how obvious those patterns become. And it's something that I really recommend. Now, progesterone is the cause of this upward shift that I'm talking about, this upward shift in your basal body temperature once ovulation has occurred. Remember, this often happens the day after ovulation has occurred, right? So when one of the ovaries has released an egg, the follicle that it was released from starts to produce progesterone. Now, this hormone produces heat. I like to remember this by thinking of that expression, there's a bun in the oven when you're pregnant because progesterone is the hormone that wants pregnancy to occur. So progesterone produces heat. And as progesterone levels rise after ovulation occurs, so too does your basal body temperature. And this is the upward shift in your temperature that occurs from ovulation and throughout the second half of your cycle. And it's actually really detectable if you track it daily. And this temperature will then drop. And it's not quite that significant drop again of 0.2 to 0.5 degrees Celsius. And it will drop around the time your period occurs. So I know for me that the day that my temperature drops, I'm going to get my period. And that is such cool knowledge to be able to have because obviously you don't want to be caught unprepared. Now you can use an oral thermometer that is accurate to two decimal places for degrees Celsius or one decimal place if you prefer to work with Fahrenheit. Now you can grab one of these from the chemist for about $20 and seriously it is the best $20 you will ever spend. Now there are a number of factors that can influence your basal body temperature and some women might find that they are really quite sensitive to even the most minor of disruptions. So some of these are an error in recording illness and fever, interrupted sleep patterns, alcohol, stress, shift work, travel, especially across time zones, and medication. So these minor errors are pretty common occurrences, right? Which is why it's so important to monitor your cervical fluid every day. You can't just rely on taking your temperature to confirm whether or not you're fertile. You can only really use your basal body temperature to confirm that shift, that temperature shift, to confirm that ovulation has occurred. And then the temperature shift will occur again to tell you when your period is coming. Now, your basal body temperature will rise the day after ovulation, which means that the last day of low temperatures is likely going to be the day that ovulation took place. 
Now, as I said earlier, some women will find that there is a slight delay in temperature shift after ovulation by a day or two. So if you're suspecting that this could be the case for you, then it is particularly important that you use your other fertile signs to confirm ovulation. Otherwise, that gap of two days, especially if you're trying to avoid pregnancy, that gap of two days could be the difference between an unplanned pregnancy or not. Now, there are another couple of fertile signs that I want to just quickly touch on now before we wrap up. Now, you might also experience other symptoms at the same time in your cycle. And that's, again, why it's so important to chart because you can take note of these little symptoms and you can track if they're happening with every cycle at the same stage. And if you write it all down, you'll really start to notice these patterns quite quickly. The first of these patterns could be described as the third main fertile sign, but I don't want to get things super confusing, so I'm going to talk about it now at the end. So I've talked a lot already about the cervix in this episode, and so the third key fertile sign is physical changes in the cervix. Now, I've spoken about how the cervix is closed with that thick mucus plug during the non-fertile phases of the menstrual cycle and how it opens and starts to produce a thin lubricative fluid during the fertile phase. You can actually feel these changes with your fingers. So, during the fertile phase, your cervix is soft, high, open, and wet. And so, I like to think of the word show to remember this. S-H-O-W. Soft, high, open open, wet. So we already know how to feel the difference between wet and dry. You don't really need your hands for this one, but if you're comfortable doing so, and I recommend doing this in the shower, if you're going to do this, when your body is a bit more relaxed and you know that your hands are clean, you can find your cervix with the tip of your finger and actually feel these changes. Full disclosure here, I taught myself about the body's fertile signs from a book and it was super complicated and it confused me really quickly. And being a physio, especially especially one with a special interest in the pelvic floor, I rely a lot on my hands and I use my hands in my job all the time. And my hands are pretty good at picking up changes in muscle and soft tissue just because I use them every day for this purpose in my job. And so I actually found that it was super helpful to just once a day while I was in the shower to feel my cervix and actually confirm what I'd already charted for the day. So I no longer do this. And even just for one cycle, once you've got the hang of the other fertile signs, if you're comfortable with it, I do encourage you to give it a go and actually feel the difference for yourself because it's pretty cool the differences that you can feel throughout the cycle. So some natural fertility educators steer clear of this sign and there is some suggestion that we could actually be affecting how our bodies produce mucus by feeling around inside our cervix. As you can imagine, we're in an area which can become lubricative when we're you know, being touched in that area. So it can have an effect. But ultimately, I want you to be aware of all of the different signs so that you can decide for yourself what works for you. Because other natural fertility educators include this as one of the key signs that you should be tracking every day. So give it a go, even just for one entire cycle, just to feel the difference in the position and the shape and how your cervix feels and see for yourself what works and what doesn't and do something that works for you and that is sustainable to be done on a daily basis. Now, the other fertile signs that you might notice every month 
are ovulation pain. And this is something that I actually experience every month on the evening that I ovulate. Now, this ovulation pain is actually quite similar to menstrual pain or cramping. But if you're tracking your cycle and you know that your period isn't due, you can pinpoint it down to ovulation pain. And you might also notice a little bit of ovulation spotting, which can occur due to the hormonal changes that occur around the time of ovulation. So when there's a sudden change in hormones, a little bit of bleeding can occur. And that's when you notice a little bit of pink discharge. Now, the labia, the vaginal lips might also feel a little bit swollen, or you might notice that your boobs feel tender. This is something that can happen in the lead up to your period as well. But again, if you're charting, you might notice that it's not actually in the lead up to your period and it's actually when you're ovulating. And that's why charting is so important. So just by writing some quick notes every day about how you're feeling and what you're noticing, that's how you really start to see regular patterns. Now, these changes happen in your body as long as you are ovulating, because if you're ovulating, then you will have a period afterwards. It doesn't matter if your periods come every 20 days, every 40 days, it doesn't matter. The menstrual cycle will still occur in exactly the same way. The key is understanding how long each of these phases are for you, and then being able to pinpoint exactly when you are fertile. And so I truly hope that I've blown your mind a little bit today because I know that when I first learned about my fertile signs, I couldn't quite believe that I'd never heard about them before. It's actually crazy that hardly anyone is talking about this stuff and that women and teenage girls aren't learning about it when they first learn about their periods and pregnancy and contraception in health classes at school. But when you learn about it and you use it, you see such a huge difference in how you understand understand your body, how you understand your menstrual cycle and your fertility, and how you can actually quite easily maximize your chances of getting pregnant naturally or how to effectively avoid pregnancy if that's where you're at right now. So let's wrap up today by recapping the two main fertile signs. Number one is cervical fluid, our mucus, and number two is our basal body temperature. So As ovulation approaches, cervical fluid will become thinner, wetter, and clearer, and it will start looking a little like egg whites. Cervical fluid will then become dry and sticky the day after ovulation and for the rest of the cycle until we get our period. Your body temperature will rise the day after ovulation has occurred. So the last day of a low temperature is likely the day that ovulation happens. And an upward temperature shift suggests that ovulation has occurred when the temperature for three consecutive days is greater than the previous six. Your temperature will then drop again around the day of menstruation. And so, menstruation will always follow ovulation. Think of it that way. If you get a period, you have ovulated somewhere from 11 to 17 days earlier. And if you chart your menstrual cycle, if you write down whether or not you feel wet or dry every single day, and if you take your temperature as soon as you wake up in the morning, you will be able to quite easily confirm ovulation and your fertile window in the lead up to ovulation. Your chart will show a clear upward shift of your basal body temperature, and you will have observed changes in your cervical fluid to coincide with these temperature shifts. 
I hope that clears up things up for you today. Please remember that every woman is different. Some women may clearly be able to detect their fertile signs, while others may have a little bit more difficulty because their temperature shift isn't quite that obvious, or maybe their cervical fluid doesn't obviously resemble egg whites, or it doesn't obviously change from dry to wet throughout the cycle. Remember, some women might only have a day or two of that really um, thin, wet, lubricative fluid as well. It really varies from a lot of different factors, particularly age. And the more experience you get in tracking your cycle, the easier it will become to be able to interpret your body's own individual fertile signs. And remember to keep track of those little things like tender breasts and cramping and things like that that could be suggesting that ovulation has occurring. The only way to really be able to get to know your body's own unique patterns is with practice and experience. And I always recommend, especially if you're using these sorts of um, fertile signs to be able to avoid pregnancy and use this method of fertility awareness as a natural method of birth control, I recommend that it takes at least three cycles to really get the hang of it. And I recommend that if you're using it for birth control, you use another method of birth control as well, such as a condom for that first three months, just until you really get your confidence up. But I promise that with practice, you will get there. Now, if you learned something new or found some value in today's episode, I would love to hear from you. So please send me an Instagram DM, share a story on Instagram of yourself listening to the podcast, and let me know what you want me to talk about. Remember that this podcast is created with you in mind, and I want to talk about the things that are most important for you. Now, remember, if you're feeling a little bit frazzled and your mind is feeling a little bit blown, you can go back and listen to episode one of the Mana Women's Wellness podcast. And that is where we really broke down the four stages of the menstrual cycle. Or you might even want to hit rewind and listen to this episode again. Grab a pen of paper and take some notes because the more you understand it, the the easier it's going to be to be able to implement this stuff on a daily basis. Now, if you haven't done so already, remember that you can get your free chapter of the Mana Guide to Understanding and Loving Your Menstrual Cycle to really help you to get started breaking down your menstrual cycle. So if you want to dive deep, you can grab the complete guide, which takes you through the charting process and everything I talked about today. But the free chapter that you'll get really breaks down the four stages and the changes in the hormones, and it'll really help get you started on your charting journey. Remember that it's called the Mana Guide guide to understanding and loving your menstrual cycle. And if you want to get the entire guide, you can grab it at manofwomenswellness.com forward slash shop. So you can head over there today to check out today's show notes as well. And for any links to that freebie too. So head to manofwomenswellness.com forward slash fertility to check out today's show notes. Okay, I will see you in the next episode where we are talking all things pelvic floor, the physio's bread and butter. Bye for now. And don't forget that knowledge is power. When you truly understand your body, you are empowered to make informed decisions and take control of your health. Until next time. Bye-bye. If you've made it this far, you deserve a huge virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. New episodes are released every Wednesday, so make sure you hit subscribe now so you don't miss when the latest goes live. Why not make my day and leave me a quick rating and review while you're over there? If you want more, head on over to Instagram at Mana Women's Wellness 
slide into my DMs and say hello, or you can visit minorwomenswellness.com forward slash podcast for show notes and access to all of the freebies that I talked about in this episode. Until next time. Let's talk about TempDrop. TempDrop's wearable sensor and accompanying charting app brings the full fertility tracking solution right to your phone. Wear the TempDrop sensor on your upper arm during sleep and then just sync to the charting app whenever it's convenient for you. TempDrop believes that every woman should be empowered and equipped with the knowledge to take control of their body. Sound familiar? That's where TempDrop steps in to provide clear, science-backed technology to help you to better track your cycle. I only recommend products that I use and love, and I love my TempDrop tracker. You can get 10% off your tracker with the code AFFertilityCo or head to fertilityco.com.au forward slash TempDrop for more information.